The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to ZPod, an outreach ministry of Identity Matters podcast. ZPod is focused on addressing the worldview issues relating to the millennial generation and their children, Generation Z. Our new podcast series reveals the importance of the indwelt believer knowing and understanding who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us today and welcome to ZPod with Dr. Stephen Finney. This is part B. With that said, the wisdom being referred to here is not only carnal or worldly, but is accomplishing a mission upheld in the demonic world, the playground of Satan. I gather imagery from an artist who is an unbelievable artist I'm an artist myself, so when I look at certain artwork, I can figure out pretty quickly how much work went into that art. And this guy has been given a very special gift to paint, to digitally design artwork that communicates the other world. And somehow when you look at his pictures, and you think of scriptures, they match. I was going to grab one of his images and display it for you tonight to help you see very quickly this is not here, the real world. If we were all given this immediate ability to look beyond earthly natural things, we would see the demonic instantly. It is the force that is cloaked the world every place you go. It's a nasty looking world. I have never seen it and I don't want to till I get on the other side. And even then, I probably won't have the prerogative to see it because it is so incredibly dark and wicked. Now, I'm saying this to you because you need to understand they're very strategic. They're following orders. They understand authority better than you. They are smarter than you. You are dumber than them. You are the sheep They are the goats, and worse yet, the wolf. We need to understand that the demonic world is highly organized. Now think about this. We've talked about rejective sins of the forefathers. We talk about oppression that passes from one generation to another. 
my wife and I discovered some facts about some of her relatives how many generations back? Your great uncles? This activity that they were a part of, I become a resident specialist basically myself in understanding this group, totally understand the demonics that are behind it. And so we went to the Lord in prayer and we broke any spiritual chains that may be connected to that group. Because we notice certain manifestations within family members of my wife that were suffering the ramifications to this hour. You see, we have learned that spiritual warfare is a little different than stab it and slab it and throw the demon to the pit. You need to learn the techniques. Minimally understand the basic methodology that the demonic world uses. You see, demons don't start working on you when you're born. They've been chasing your grandparents down for centuries. Nothing's new to them. They can pick up a sin in a baby and carry it forward without hesitation. It's called spiritual generational strongholds. And many of our listeners are very familiar with what I'm saying. Some of you new people to that idea, you might want to begin to study the scriptures in light of our world is not the real world. Now God has his reasons and his purpose in having us not able to see that world while functioning in freedom and deliverance and us seeing pews and people and church steeples and businesses and nations and leaders of nations, while Satan himself and certainly God in his entire universe understands that's not the real deal. This too shall pass. So what will remain in the final years? Actually, that will never end in eternity. There will be one God, one worldview, one body of Christ, one new earth, one universe, one. No more Demonics. It'll be over. So there is warring in this, this second world, which Revelation refers to as a heaven. Heaven doesn't mean God's domain. It is, it is a world. It's a spiritual world about us. God sees what the demons look like. God sees what messengers of Satan are approaching who. God's the one that gives permission to let up or not let up. God is the one that's making these decisions and using 
Satan as a tool. And that's his business. That is not my business. Satan's wisdom produces strife and contention. The kind of knowledge which which leads to self-conceit. Which prompts a man to defend his opinions and worldview with overstated proof and self-discovery. Oh, I've studied that. I looked that up. We have the most stupid, smart generation in front of us today. These kids and young adults know more about information, global community, countries, products, religions, than you parents or grandparents could even dream of. The numbers of what is happening on the screen age with this generation that passes through their little eyes into that brain of theirs is unthinkable. And to have 90% of it be demonics, either sex ads or clothing that will promote sexual type of stimuli or religious things, whatever it is, is going through those eyes into that mind, planting seeds that Satan can call upon to destroy that person, that young man, that young woman, when they become an adult. You're okay now, but you won't be. There's only one way to be delivered from this seed planting of this demonic wisdom, and it's called salvation through Christ Jesus by his indwelling life is the only way you will get set free or else you better strap on your seatbelt because you're in for a bumpy ride. And I don't even have to prove it anymore. People are seeing it on the internet. They're seeing it on television. They're reading it in books and newspapers. This world is sick. It's corrupt. It's chaotic. And it's about to end. Unsaved people are wondering if the world is coming to an end. While Christians are stuffing their heads in the sands of troubles and circumstances, hiding from the reality of this world around them, which is reality. You have an elusive reality that your self-discovery is creating. Now we're going to talk about who really created that reality in your self-discovery. Who's feeding you the knowledge? Who's feeding you the wisdom? And where in God's name does this wisdom come from? This is a method that causes childish talk points surrounding the world, church, state, gender issues, political life, and even theological disputes. There's a never-ending learning curve and the whole ideology of worldview issues. It's endless. That's why I keep it simple, stupid Steve. My flesh is 
stupid, which means knows the truth but refuses to act upon it. My flesh is stupid. So I have to depend on some other mind somewhere. Well, thank God I have another mind in me. Am I a double-minded man? Yes, I am. I have my own mind, and I have the mind of Christ. And through that, I have two choices on every view that I'm about to have of the world. Let's take a closer look at these three kinds of wisdom. The three kinds of wisdoms in detail, we have earthly wisdom, couches its origin in the opinions of humanistic thoughts and conclusions, the world, and partakers of the spirits of this world. It is such a wisdom that exhibits beliefs governed only by worldly ideologies. So here's what the messenger of Satan does practically. Whatever this thing is, this person, this religion, this belief is, Satan understands that this earthly wisdom person is going to automatically adopt this kind of wisdom in what they are viewing in the world as important and significant to them. So the objects around us aren't necessarily a result of our own creation. There are things around us that people adopt that are purely demonic. One of the classics is this movie that was released a while back called Wrinkle in Time. One of the most demonic books ever came out that Christians openly embraced. Now it's a movie. Now how can a Christian not discern that out right up front? You're staring at it. Satan can take any worldly thing and begin to manipulate it in such a way that a person views that worldly thing as something that holds wisdom of some type. We'll look through the evil and capture the wisdom. That's how we do it. They look through the bad parts of the movie and accept the good. That's called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The number one technique Satan uses for worldly ideologies is the blending of good thought, healthy thought, organized thought, prudent thoughts, with straight-out evil. Straight-out evil, him revealing that he hates God, he's going to conquer him, and he's going to have people murdering each other. That's the dark side. But he loads up this worldly ideology with good. And for some reason, us ignorant, foolish Christians adopt it and eat it, and digest it, and partake of one of the worst forms of demonics there are. Covert deception. 
Second one is natural wisdom, meaning what comes naturally by way of the unsaved condition of mankind. This kind of wisdom is purely humanistic, self-gained intellectualism, and of mortal nature. Mortal nature, a classic example of that would be someone who's into looking at their body and exercising compulsively or diets or whatever. The whole emphasis is on nature, natural. This becomes that person's wisdom. It is a wisdom that takes counsel or input from the natural appetites and propensities and not from the indwelling life of Christ. For an example, and I just want to give you a pop-up here, is that I have a little mini-series coming out on theistic evolution. It is sweeping our land and world in this particular generation. It is their method of madness of integrating natural wisdom with theology. It is called theistic evolution. So it's not only popular for Gen Z, it could become their methodology and religious views of not rejecting God overtly while having some acceptance of him while claiming the most dangerous doctrine for nature and natural, and that is evolution. That's how it's done. Finally, we have demonic wisdom, from the Greek meaning demonical. Scriptures refer to this method as behaviors exhibited by demons. So to that I say, duh. I think that should be common sense for most of us. But it's behaviors exhibited by demons manifested in human nature. If you know anything about demons, they cling to objects. They like possessing people and dogs and bears and other things. They are object-oriented. Satan is a god of the external. And this is how this is carried out. This is referenced in James 2.19. So this form of wisdom certainly makes use of clever talents, but there is the intermingling of malignant passions of demons, and it leads to contentious strife, divisions, and every evil thing. So you may not have known this before, but demons actually have passions. Passions create decisions. Decisions create doctrines. Demons having passions or Satan having passions got him in a serious doctrinal problem with the living God. He had the passion to take the throne seat of the living God. He had the passion of becoming God. He had the passion to rule the universe. And through that passion, he made a decision. He stepped forward in that decision, attempted to take the throne, and we are suffering 
in this elusive world today with a atmosphere around us of a demonic world because of that one single decision from one single passion. This is how he works on you. One single passion for one single decision so that you will begin to believe in beliefs or a form of wisdom that does not come down from above. When society integrates the three forms of wisdom together, we have a global culture that will manifest every form of evil known to the Holy Scriptures. You read it, it's going to be in the culture. Murder, strife, envy. I couldn't go through the whole list. Probably God's the only one that knows every form of evil because he knows what the enemy is doing. I'm not even sure Satan knows what every form of evil is. It's just that everything he does is a form of evil. Certainly humans can't make the list. But whatever the every form is, God has made it clear to us. It is upon us. It's not coming. It is here. Which puts God in a position of making one of his final decisions. They would consider the word of the cross as elementary, foolishness, and strictly for the weak. Those who cannot think for themselves is, I think, the way we hear it. What's wrong, Finney? Can't you think for yourself? Do you always have to quote the Bible? Yes, I do. No, I can't. I cannot think for myself. My thinking is stinky thinking before the living God. My thoughts are not God's thoughts. My ways are not God's ways. I need to find something new. Yes, I agree with you. Check the box. You may call me an idiot because I can't think for myself, but I'm telling you today, because I don't want to think for myself, is my venue of deliverance. They don't get that. The result is this modality of thinking removes the need to be saved by the power of God. Here's what 1 Corinthians tells us. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. That means dying and going to hell. Perishing isn't just dying like a banana on your countertop. Perishing in the Greek and the Hebrew is you are done, you are finished, you are going to hell. So now the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, which means unsaved people. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Well, that's the kind of wisdom I want. 
Demons are clever. The Greek word for clever is sanitos, which means mentally put together or prudent. Now, from my perspective, thinking that these demonic forces, I would put them more in the category of a lot of these games that the young people are playing today. But to think of a demon as extremely human word is intelligent, but in the biblical world they're called clever, is not really how I would have described them. And being put together, I certainly wouldn't have put that label on them. But when you dice it down a little bit more, particularly in pictorial Hebrew, you find a being of high order, which is oftentimes referenced in other key words that talk about authority. In other words, demons do what they're told without question. We have the majority of Christians walking the face of the earth that can't do that in one day. So to know that there's a demonic force, world that is out there that is 100% obedient to their master and his order, his plans, is a little scary to me. This passage and its definition should reveal something significant. Spiritual forces of dark places are not as stupid as man. I hope you got that. They present themselves as more put together and more prudent or shrewd than those that are being guided by their wisdom. Now that's insultive to me. To think a demon is more on the ball than I am. That's insultive. But thank God being in the life of Christ and Christ's life being in me, we are way above these creatures. Way above them. Our wisdom is so magnificent that we can't even find words to define them as God pours his life out through us. Demons are scared to death to face a powerful indwelt Christian. They are scared to death because we behold all the power of God in his indwelling. They are scared to death. They cannot stand in your presence. They cannot be where you are unless you go back to defaulting what they know best about you, and that is your flesh. And you start walking after your flesh, they're going to feel very welcome in your room. And the only way for them not to feel welcomed and to be chased out as darkness is turn on the light bulb. The indwelling life of Jesus. Do we have the choice of turning him on and turning him off? Of course not. But we do have the choice of releasing the most powerful being of the universe through us. And that's when they take a hike. 
This puts the unsaved humans in a demand state of dependency on the demonic spirit world. Since the primary technique of spirits use the methodology of earthly wisdom first, and natural wisdom second, and third form is often, if not mostly, avoided as the source of human self-thought. Most of our listeners tonight follow me on earthly wisdom, natural wisdom, but are curious about demonic. He doesn't want you to know about that one. Or it wouldn't be called deception. He doesn't want you to know the source. He doesn't want you to know there's another world around you. He doesn't want you to know that there are messengers of Satan scratching at your back to take your life and turn it in a direction that will be destructive to you and your family and your friends and your business and, and, and. He doesn't want you to know that. Stay stupid, stupid one. Because if you discover the techniques of the enemy, he's in trouble. Because you are most likely going to start leaning on a power that is greater than you. Paul, listen carefully. I am sufficient for you. For my power is perfected in your attack by this messenger of Satan. It's all in that context in that chapter. Paul specifically knowing it was a messenger of Satan and he wanted it gone. And Christ shows up and says, there's a whole different plan going on here, Paul. No one who saw, heard, or experienced Paul's presence knew anything other than this man has a power we have never seen. He was a first generation indwelt Christian. These people have never seen anything like this before, except for from the disciples. But see, Paul went to a world that didn't know the disciples, hardly at all, except by rumor. And Paul's demonstrating the power of God. You can better believe the demonic world was afraid of him. Who was it that said, excuse me, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Was that a king? A queen? It was a demon. The boy was known in the demonic world and was famous. Right along the name of Jesus Christ. Hmm. That rings a lot of truth to me. Thus why I call Paul my greatest spiritual 
biblical hero. Jesus always takes first place. He knows that. I don't worship Paul. I admire him as a vessel of the living God. And no one's ever going to try to convince me he had it easy because he didn't. Since the primary technique of these spirits use methodology of earthly wisdom, natural wisdom, and demonic wisdom to create self-thought, now the, the people can have the privilege of thinking, I have original thought. And the reality is, boy, are you deceived. Who's pulling your puppet strings? There's no such thing as the original thought of man. We are vessels of thoughts, not producers of them. Here's our identity matter statement. God, through these passages, is revealing the methods and source of human reasoning and thought. If Satan can camouflage the source, the human will always default to man having the answers through original thought. This is the greatest deception mankind faces daily. If an unbeliever thinks and believes that man is the source of wisdom, demonic beings will always step up to provide the prudent and wise input that keeps them from discovering the power of God, which ends in eternal damnation. God's goal is to bring you back to heaven, is it not? To restore you unto himself and to bless you with a domain of peace and eternal bliss forever. Why would Satan's goal be any different? He's using earthly, natural, and demonic deceptions to usher you into eternal damnation so that you may spend the remainder of eternity floating around in nothingness with a little bit of gnashing of teeth and constant suffocation and pure darkness for eternity. Misery truly does love company. This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at IOMAmerica.org. That's IOMAmerica.org.